episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. They got the projections, they got the rankings, they got the best advanced schedule in the game. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I also have Mike's favorite writer back in business doing his thing. Tyler um, Watts? Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so they, I Tyler wrote, does write the best article on hashtag basketball. That's true. Um, I wrote a thing for you, which, which all of you people will find rather relatively interesting. Um, I wrote for each site an article about using the ADP to your advantage um, for hashtag basketball. Um, so yeah, you can probably find those on the site or on the site in the next couple days. Um, I believe they are planning to be released at some point over in the near, near future before uh, the season gets going up. Yeah. The season's almost here. Drafts are starting. Like these are the major weekends for drafts. And so we are continuing our uh, due to popular demand, our, who do I draft series? And uh, we're going to go um, all the way to the other end of the first round. And we're going to talk about the turn. Um, and sometimes the turn is like my favorite place to, to draft. And sometimes some years I hate it. Uh, and Tyler this year, due to kind of like the lack of, of top tier um, talent and depth uh, in the first round, I'm not sure I like the turn as much as I usually do. I'm with you there. The turn has a lot of, um, it's got a lot of strange options, right? And I don't, I don't know if strange is the word, but like it's got very few guys that you feel good about getting like 75 to 80 games up, right? And that's weird because usually it's like the guys like Damian Lillard, like lock solid, rock solid guys who are going to be like, okay, he's going to finish like eighth to 12th, but I'm pretty sure he's going to finish like eight to 12th and play a butt ton of games. So you got, not really many of those guys this year, maybe one or two. And then pretty much every other guy you're looking at in that turn range is like, okay, Kawhi Leonard's probably going to play like 65 games and Kyrie Irving's probably going to play like 65 games. And Jimmy Butler's probably going to play like 65 games. And Paul George is recovering from two shoulder surgeries. So he might not even play 65 games. And you got Russell Westbrook, who's been hurt quite a bit. So it's like, there's a lot of skill sketchy options as far as games played like all those guys are going to be elite on a per game basis but are you going to get 60 are you going to get 65 are you going to maybe get 70 like it, none of it sounds great right and i talk about this a lot right like in in leagues where it's head to head and you know you want just games right you got to have a lot of games every week you know Guys like Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler and those guys missing two or three weeks can keep you out of the playoffs. And maybe they missed the two or three weeks in the playoffs and you'll lose because you had Jimmy Butler and he, you know, hurt himself at the wrong time. So that's always a little scary to me. And obviously anyone can get hurt. Just we've seen most of these guys get hurt kind of year after year or in Kawhi's case, just kind of be like, I want to rest more because I think 82 games is too much or whatever the case is there. So yeah, that the, the options are strange. We know right option 
here. Uh, it's really going to depend on your league. It's going to depend on head-to-head versus Reto, a lot of that stuff. Um, what we normally do in our Who Do I Draft series is we uh, approach it as a 12-team head-to-head league. We go through the uh, ADPs provided by Yahoo, and we try to do um, a, a mock draft similar to what you might uh, experience in your upcoming draft. And I think for the turn this year, Tyler, I'm kind of between two strategies. And I think we'll do one strategy in this episode and we'll do another episode on the turn. We're going to have to do two turn episodes, which I don't think we've ever done before. And I think one of those uh, strategies is going to be a kind of like a guard centric, whoever falls to you type of strategy which is what I've been seeing a lot of the turn. And I think the other strategy is going to be like a big man uh, punt right off the back, even though we we don't hardly ever recommend that. Punt right off the back might actually be the direction you have to go if you end up drafting at the end of your, in the first round. And obviously you could change the values of a lot of players if you go that strategy. So you know, in a head-to-head league, and if it's nine cat or if it's eight cat, whatever, you like, you got to win. You got to win five categories every week, right? So you can go that kind of all-out punch strategy. The only problem with it is, you know, if you're building that strategy around two premier guys, and then one or both of those premier guys are the guys end that end up with the injuries on your team that can kind of really blow up your roster in a hurry. So uh, it's a gamble, right? It's, it's a, it's a win or lose strategy. I think, I don't think you, you punt like crazy, like go for an all out punt strategy and finish, you know, third or fourth. It's like you usually either finish first or second, or you finished at the bottom because it blew up in your face. I think a lot of people, Actually, I think there's like a good contention of people who um, exclusively punt based on their first pick or go into a draft with a punt strategy already in mind, uh, which we really just don't recommend. We, we, we recommend taking the best players available and developing that punt strategy during the, um, the draft. But when you look at what a difference punting free throws makes on – bigs like Andre Drummond, Rudy Gobert, Nikola Vucevic, uh, even though Vucevic is actually pretty decent at, at free throws, to be honest. Um, but when you see the, the difference that it makes in some of these these bigs, uh, and, and Ben Simmons, huge, huge difference in his game, um, that seems to be the best way to pull value out of this turn instead of just going with your Kyrie or hopefully Kawhi falls to you or something like that. So, Tyler, I'm going to let you decide. you want to go big on this episode, or do you want to go small on this episode? I, I've told, told Mike at the beginning, I've pulled this strategy off a couple times, and I usually end up liking the team a lot, right? Is you know, if, if you go Drummond and Simmons, right, and you can say you're picking 12th here because both guys are going to be available, so you get back-to-back picks on the turn. Um, you go for that strategy. You are so set up in field goal percentage in rebounds because you got the, you got a point guard who's literally going to be the top point guard in rebounds and you've got the best rebounder in the nba so you are far and away ahead in that category in assists you got 10 between your first two players probably so you're very good in that both guys giving you elite steals 
Ben Simmons gives you elite blocks for a point guard. So you got pretty elite blocks from both guys. Now you are a little hurting in the points because Simmons is probably only going to score like 18 and a half or 19. Drummond's probably only going to score like 16 and a half or 17 and a half. So you're a little bit behind in the points, but I don't think you're dead in the water in that category. Now you are pretty crushed in free throw percentage and three pointers. Yes, you are 100% playing from behind. Uh, And you're not, uh, you're at least somewhat playing from behind when it comes to getting other guards. Now, Ben Simmons is the key to this. And I think from what I've seen uh, in most of my drafts, Drummond, unless there's like a – and this is why we say don't punt from the, the get-go. Unless there's like a fluky guy who's going to take Drummond at the 10 spot or the 9 spot even, uh, we're seeing Drummond ADP at 21 and we're seeing Simmons ADP at 25. So both of those players are going to be available. And so let's let's do it. Let's do our first full-on punt from the beginning, punt build, Tyler. Uh, free throws are pretty much out of the picture right now. And as you said, we are playing behind uh, quite a bit, I feel, in points and um, and three-pointers. So we, we, we might need to uh, to figure that out. Um, but I feel like we are, we are the best team in the league in five categories. Absolutely. So this is going to be almost like a, uh, this is going to be a way we don't draft very often. And so we're going to take Drummond at 12 and Simmons at 13. Our next two picks are at 36 and 37. We're going back to back. We're going pick number 12. All right. The, the the 30s are kind of weird because the ADPs for a lot of these players um, on Yahoo are starting to like conglomerate around the 30 spot. So you have a couple 29 guys, 30, 32, and then 33, and then it jumps to 39. So someone in this range is going to fall. Pascal Siakam, right, and, and what's, John what's, Collins, Darren Fox, Zion Williams, Chris Sanz-Porzingis. What's messing it up is a lot of these guys are getting taken. Some of them are getting taken in the second round, like in the 20s. And then in other leagues, they're going like in the 35 range. And then it just kind of jumbles the ADP. Uh, so, yeah, it gets, it gets murky because you don't know who that guy is going to be in your league. Um, which really kind of messes with it, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what what you think here. Like, what what's even going to be available? Because I'm not. I'm honestly not sure what what's gonna be on the board for me here. Yeah. This um, this makes the strategy a little bit dicey. Um, but if, for instance, someone who I've actually Started out really, really high uh, at the beginning of the uh, of when they opened up mock drafts, and has started to fall back down. Um, if Donovan Mitchell is available, who is available at twenty nine, so thirty six is a little, probably a little late. Or D'Angelo Russell is available in this in this spot. That gets you your both of those guys can get you some of uh, your points back. Buddy Heald's available here. So that could be, hey, I, I do actually want to go after threes, or I do just want the points from, from Buddy Heald. Um, but we also got 
old staples like Chris Middleton, DeMar DeRozan, um, Blake Griffin is kind of an interesting guy here. And we, we need two spots. So do we want to salvage three-pointers at all? Or are we playing so far behind that we're just going to ignore? We're not going to punt. We're going to ignore because if we get some guys who shoot threes, great. And then suddenly we're the other people who are punting threes were better than them. That's all positive. Um, I like going with either a guard here or going with uh, actually a guard and Blake Griffin kind of feels like it makes a lot of sense. Um, so I personally have picked D'Angelo Russell here quite a bit and you're going to be like, well, you know, he's a good free throw shooter and a bad field goal shooter. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but I feel like he's a pretty surefire 20 point a game guy. Right. And I mentioned we're behind a little bit in points. So I think we need at least one guy here. That's going to give us over 20 a game. I feel great about D'Angelo Russell being that guy this season. I feel like his steals are going to be pretty good. He's going to give us another boost in our assist category, which we, we can't afford to lose that. Right. He's going to still get probably what, like four or four and a half rebounds, which is not bad from a guard. Um, something we need. And he's going to probably make like three, three pointers a game on the Warriors. So that's another category where we are, you know, we, I don't think I don't ever super want to finish last in any category, because if I can pluck that category one or two weeks in my head, to head league, that's just another easy win for me. Right. So uh, I don't, I don't want to completely like uh, some people might say, go Draymond here. He's going at 33. So he might fall to 36, 37. Uh, I would actually completely disagree. You're already really, really set in in your major uh, county categories, uh, in your your defensive categories. Why push that even further up, up and push your points completely off the charts? Now you have to play a perfect week every single week, and you're not going to have a perfect week every single week. You're just not. And other guys, other teams are going to be good at points. They're going to be good at even steals, blocks. Those are really, you know, the, the margins there are very, very small. So I like being in the middle with points as well. And I like going with somebody who scores here. Um, D'Angelo Russell definitely scores here. Uh, DeMar DeRozan definitely scores here. And he kind of fits our punt three-point uh, build a little bit better, in my opinion, than D'Angelo Russell. And then, like I said, I, I do like Blake Griffin here. So there's got some options, and I I feel like there's some good options, right? And some guys you that even I go like. Damar and Lamarcus, if you really wanted to. And then that gets kind of strange. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hesitant to pick Blake Griffin, even though I don't feel like we have much injury risk on our team. I just feel like Blake Griffin's always a kind of injury risk guy. Um, you're not wrong that he, he fits the build and he fits the build relatively well. Plus he's a big time scorer. Um, I would probably personally go for D'Angelo Russell. And then obviously I want one of those other guys. Maybe if they fell to me, right. We're talking like De'Aaron Fox or Chris Depps for Zingas. If one of those guys falls down, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I'm probably taking that person, assuming that that didn't happen, right? And we have to pick from these guys who like the ADP starts at 39. Um, yeah. I will mention another guy I actually feel kind of good about picking here, which is Mike Conley. 
Um, I just feel like Mike Conley is another guy who always scores a ton, um, can get our three-pointers back a little bit, and he's going to give us some good assists. I think I talk about this a lot. There's a lot of big men, and with our build, there's a lot of big men we can grab and feel super good about here coming up in the next two, three rounds. I feel like the guards are going to dry up pretty heavy, and this is kind of maybe our last chance to get two pretty high assist point guards who are going to get threes, going to get steals, going to get us a good amount of points. Um so yeah, there's another guy we could could think about. Um, I'm fine with the Rose and I'm fine with Conley. I I don't love Blake Griffin, but I, I mean I'd pick him here. Like his, he fits the build, but I just don't love it because the games are always a little sketchy there. Yeah, that is that is very very true. I think um, like we have a ton of options here, and I want to definitely get a guard um, sitting on my team right now. I know we have Ben Simmons, but I, I definitely the guards dry up really 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 quickly. So let's uh, let's go with D'Angelo uh, Russell because I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain D'Angelo Russell will be there. Mike Connolly will also be there, so you could go either way with D'Lo or Connolly. Then, um, like you said, one of these top, I guess, higher guys. Um, God, if Devin Booker fell, that's that's the pick. Donovan Mitchell, maybe Pascal Siakam. Um, if they fell to you, fantastic. Congratulations. But if not, um, let's see. I, you know, I like either DeMar DeRozan or Blake Griffin. And I, I just want to uh, – I'm going to take Blake Griffin here at, at 37. It's fine. Like, Blake Griffin's a really good pick. Blake Griffin's was really, really good last year. And, you know, say what you want. Blake Griffin's an all-star caliber player in that East, right? Like, there's, maybe it's the lack of options. But Blake Griffin's always going to put – and Blake Griffin's probably the best scorer left on the board. Like Griffin's probably going to score like 24 a game. But this, I also feel like this helps bump us up. Like we're first in assists, no doubt. And then on top of that, like our rebounds are bumped up again. Um, D'Angelo helps bump up our steals, which is, is really nice. Um, you might want to focus on somebody who will get you Blocks? Pick I love if he would fall would be Chris Porzingis Because I feel like if you went D'Angelo yes. and Chris Porzingis now you're still okay in threes, right? Because you got like five threes a game between those two. You could bring that category back a little bit and be middle to the pack to even like kind of higher up, maybe three, four teams beat you. But Porzingis and Russell kind of like you get seven rebounds from the one, you get seven assists from the other, you get the good steals from one, you get the good blocks from the other. Both guys going to score probably around 20 points. Uh, Chris Epps might even score a little bit more, and so might D'Angelo, right? Those guys could both be like 22 point a game scorers, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so that would be like the perfect pairing. Now, obviously, you know, Porzingis's ADP is 32.4, so he might not fall, but I've seen some guys get a little worried about his injury risk too. So, yeah, and we're another- not we're not worried about Chris Epps Porzingis. I mean, if you're following along as you should be, um, Doncic and uh, Porzingis's usage rates are like one and two during the preseason right now. So, um, so I got to ask you this. Stay away from Porzingis because you probably weren't watching. But did you see that Luka Doncic play against the Pistons, where he literally was driving to the basket and like just casually, as I was walk- would be walking down the street, dribbled the ball between his legs and then went right up for a floater and made it. It was the best I'm play not, I've seen all all preseason. I you, you got to find you got to find this play cuz it literally looked like he was like just dribbling 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 just like whoop quick between the legs and then just floated it up and I was like how does a person I mean, do that? Wild. It's wild he's going to be like significantly better this year. 
like I, I, I think I have to, I think I have to move them up in my tiers, and I, my tiers are published on uh, patreoncom boxes. Those are free for all of our listeners to so go check out our tier uh, rankings. I told you he's um, gonna be top twenty, and a, a buddy of mine who covers the Mavericks. They the people were saying about those ESPN rankings where he came in like 16th or whatever. And and a buddy of mine keeps telling me it's the last year people are gonna say he's not in the top 10. I don't know about that. The percentages need to get up, but um if anybody could do he it, he had 20 and, and obviously it's preseason, so like we won't overreact too much. He had 27 points in 21 minutes tonight. Let's not overreact to preseason ever. How about like he, that? Well, he just like the the effortlessness of which he scores just blows my mind always. It will always blow my mind, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so for this draft here, we're going to take uh, D'Lo and Blake. But Connolly and DeMar are also options. If you want to go full-on uh, punt threes, I think DeMar DeRozan is a really healthy pick here. Um, Blake and DeMar, obviously not like super sexy picks at this stage. But since you do have a very, very long time to wait, until your next picks, because your next picks are going to be 60 and 61. Um, you got to reach down for those. Uh, and so this is why I'm actually digging drafting in the middle of the draft, because there is a lot of reaching down that needs to take place in the third, fourth, fifth rounds. And it's bringing a lot of value up in the, in those round, in the middle of those rounds. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, all the other draft spots in future episodes, but let's do who we're going to take here. Right, we got some pretty good options again here at 60 and 61. Perhaps Jamal Murray might fall to us. Even Kyle Lowry might fall to us, but uh, those guys are going before 60. So I'm not going to allow us. I'm not going to allow you to go Kyle Lowry. Like you always do Tyler. Um, Julius Randall. It's not my Aaron fault. Gordon. Everyone hates old men. I love old men. I know. No men. Old men are my friends. Lowry is being over uh, is being underdrafted. Um, got a guy I'll just throw out there that I think should be one of these two picks. Um, save you a second, Stephen Adams. I just, I just feel like he's the perfect player for this build, right? You're punting free throws, gonna shoot a really high field goal percentage, which is gonna bump that category up more. Um, he's gonna get more rebounds this year. He got nine a game last year, right? He purposely would box out for Russ to let Russ get the rebounds, like that was a thing they were trying to do. I think now, and he even mentioned this, like he has to remember in practice sometimes that he has to grab that rebound because Russ isn't like standing right there trying to steal it from him. Um, <laughs> what, what a weird way to have to relearn how to rebound. Um, I think he's going to get like 11, 11 a game this year, 10 and a half, 11. I, I honestly think that's the case. Um, good blocks and steals to bump you up further in those, those categories. Um, I just think he's a really good fit for this build and he's, you know, we, if we got us some assists last time, right, we're going to basically push three categories, maybe four categories, including field goal percentage right over the top. We still need some more assists, probably just, just a few. We don't need a ton, um, with, with the pick that goes along with this, but I feel like getting him and his good steals and good blocks really helps us here. Um, plus they're going to ask him to probably score a little bit more than he's ever scored in his career. Now he's never going to be like a 30 point a game guy, right? Like he's never going to have those big nights because he's just a banger down low, but I could see him averaging like 14 and a half, 15 points a game just because there's not a lot of scoring on that thunder team. Yeah. And if you are in a two center league, which I don't recommend, this is a great pick. Steven Adams, uh, will fit in to your other center spot. Um, 
I do feel like we're still a little light on guards here. Um, and I'm going to throw maybe, maybe this is a curveball for you, Tyler. Terry Rogier. We have been very, <laughs> very anti Terry Rogier, but this is a fucking pump build. And Terry Rogier is uh, a very good um, punt for free throws. He's going to turn the ball over a ton. I'm still staying away from him, but I'm just throwing him out there as a potential. I don't want him to wreck our field goal percentage because would it surprise you if he shot, if he's near the league lead in shot attempts? And he's still shooting under 40%. And this is a very, very good point. When you are orchestrating a very specific punt build, you really do have to worry about some of the percentages. You have to worry about at least one of them. You're punting. I don't really don't suggest punting both percentages. If you punt both percentages, you can't all out punt like we're kind of doing here. Like you can ignore both percentages and have a really strong team, but I don't think you can punt punt like we are doing. Yeah, like purposely pick some guys that are not good at those categories because you're you can do it. I shouldn't say that. I mean, you can do any strategy and make it work, but the margins are slimmer. So True. you got to really and hit, me... and and that's not easy to do, right? Like, there's always going to be some guys who jack you up. And here's the other thing too. Like, you know, we say about you know punting free throws or punting field goal percentage. Like some guys. Some guys who we think are going to be 42 might bubble up to 45 or just have a really hot shooting year. I mean, we've seen that with numerous guys over the, the years, right? Where like they're a 40% guy their whole career, but then they have one year where they shoot 46 for whatever. The ball's just falling that year, whatever. So um, sometimes you can get away with it too when you really shouldn't. So we need a player here at 60. And I'm uh, when I'm a little you know confused about what type of player to take, I like to look ahead. And so let's go look at our next picks, 84 and 85, huge break. But there are a lot of uh, kind of like guards, especially guards that Tyler likes, um, hanging around at 84 and 85. You got Ricky Rubio. You got Jeff Teague, your boy. Um, Karis LeVert is being taken at 88. Lou Williams is not terrible. Uh, Miles Bridges is hanging out around there, uh, depending on how um, – Super interested people are in Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is also a decent uh, pick for this particular build. So do you want to risk waiting for guards? Or do you want to take a guard that's a little bit closer to our ADP up here, which would be someone like Josh Richardson, um, Ja Morant, Shea Gilders-Alexander? Um. That's probably the guy would take Shea Gilgis. Just I feel like Shea is in for a, a big step forward, and Shea is very good at both steals and blocks. So you're getting another guy right who's a good steals blocks guy. Um, the assists are probably going to be what like four, four and a half, five, which helps you. Um, yeah. and if Chris Paul ever good, leaves, that would be then it's going to go up. Good field goal percentage, right? Which is a category we're caring about. Um, threes are not great. So we're, we're still, we're not spectacular, spectacular. in then that category, um, but I also feel like Shea might surprise us and get like, you know, 15, 16 points a game. Just like I said, this team needs scoring and 
I think they're gonna they're gonna have to to gang it, right? They're gonna have to go a lot of guys who can score, especially if Gallo misses some time. And are they gonna be hurting for scoring? Like someone's gonna have to step up and take some some shots and and try to score more. Um, and I think Shea's gonna Shea's been firing away from three point range this this preseason. Um, just getting the ball in and going. So I feel like maybe someone in that organization is telling him like, you've got to step up and score and, and that's going to help us in yeah. fantasy, right? Well, Shea on Xander's going at about 76 right now in Yahoo. I feel like that's creeping up. So taking him at 60, 61 just doesn't, it doesn't feel wrong at all. Uh, we we are both kind of in on uh, Shea this year. And I, I'm now I'm really, really digging this team and I'm, well, let's give him an extra, an extra round, uh, 84, 85. Uh, if Lonzo Ball falls to you, I think I take him. If Rubio's still around, I think I take him. And here's two other people: uh, Karis Levert and uh, Jeremy Lamb, both available and both can score. And that I am, I would even think about Lou Williams here. I just feel like Lou Williams is what Lou Williams is, but we're really good in steals and blocks, and Lou Williams isn't great in those categories. But Lou Williams gets buckets, right? He comes in the game, he gets buckets. We could use some more points here, so he'd be a guy I'd be thinking about here too. Um, not a guy I'm, I'm I'm in love with, but you know what I mean. Like we just need points here, so that that works. Focus on them late points, uh, but do not focus on Andrew Wiggins. That guy sucks do not draft andrew wiggins at all it's crazy that okay andrew wiggins could score 20 points a game he's going just inside the top 100 and i have zero interest in him i I never thought i'd say that because i think we talked about some players before right who were like oh man if you score 20 points a game you got to go inside the top 100 yeah Andrew Not Wiggins him. has he's debunked my theory, Mike. He's debunked my my. If you score twenty a game, you have to go in the top one hundred because I honestly have not and probably will not touch Andrew Wiggins with a ten foot pole in any of my draft. Oh no, me neither. And um, ooh, I just saw a name. Uh, Dejounte Murray might be a a, a a nice pick here at eighty forty five. Though I'm starting to get worried about that rotation in San Antonio. I'm not terribly sure which direction they're trying to go there and um it's popovich so he sometimes goes in one direction and then goes another um so it goes a third um i feel like he's gonna play his best players though and i f- i feel like the murray is one of his best players so I'm not super worried about it, but yeah, he's a, he's a t- one of the tougher guys for me to peg, honestly, in my drafts is like, how good is a DeJounte Murray, right? We talk about this with some other players, like I- I'm not sure. And I think a lot of it is we just didn't see him play at all last year. And when we have seen him play, right, it's been relatively limited minutes and he's still very young and still kind of learning. So I- I'm not too sure what that player is yet. And so yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's an interesting. He's an interesting guy to me this year. Someone I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Tons of questions there, but I'd rather wait until 108, 109 to pick him instead of taking him at 8045. Uh, Tyler, this is a pretty good punt build that we have here here at the turn. Uh, something that we don't honestly uh, recommend very often, but this season with the uh, being on the turn, the the talent just isn't there as it usually is. We went Drummond and Simmons to just you know kick the doors wide open on a punt free throw strategy ben simmons being the the unicorn here um getting you 
all of your counting stats, um, getting you very good um, steals and blocks, along with Drummond, who's going to lead the league in rebounds. Uh, we basically don't have threes, so we're ignoring threes. We're ignoring free throws. And our points are down, so we went D'Lo, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Blake Griffin to get our points back up and also to boost the stats that we were already good at. But you have a lot of options at 36-37. Connolly, DeMar DeRozan, uh, all options uh, in that period of the draft our next two picks 60 and 61 we went uh shea gildress alexander to bump up on another guard that fits our build good percentages gets you steals good blocks for a guard and then steven adams who uh, should have a better year like we we're saying rebounds are going to be up we're basically destroying the entire league we might actually have to trade away some rebounds at some point because we are destroying the league in rebounds our assists are great our free uh, field goal percentage is great, so that's three. Our steals and blocks are also very, very good. So that's that's basically five very good categories, and our turnovers should not be that bad. The team is pretty good in five categories, and that's really what we were going for is we're going to try to be super elite in five categories, and the other four or three, depending on your league, we're not going to be that good, and that's okay. Um, we might still try to sneak those categories by streaming a week or two in a head-to-head -head league. We also might try to just forget about them altogether and dominate people in rebounds and assists and, and those steals, blocks, field goal percentage, those, those stats, and I think we can do it. That's a great point that uh, when doing a very specific punt build, uh, your streaming strategy changes, and it also kind of opens up some different players on the waiver wire for you. So, um Tyler, I really, really like this build. I think it's a very good who do I draft on the turn. And um, I think that's it for this one. We're, we're going to have to do another turn one, though. So stay tuned for the next turn uh, podcast. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, or better yet, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes there's free content there there's subscriber content there you can join the listener leagues which are filling up really really quickly we'll be drafting those listener leagues the in the days uh leading up to the start of the nba season that way we have all the information we need in order to have a successful draft uh, so if you want to join those uh, those patreon.com slash watching the boxes and we will catch you next time <laughs>